You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This is Late Tea Time, the golf betting podcast that finds the best betting value closer to the first shot being struck than anyone else. Always gamble responsibly. Visit BeGambleAware.org for more information. And a very warm welcome to you all, late tea time potters. I'm James, and I'll bring him on straight away, shall I? Because he's lovely little faced, deserves an airing. Um, Dave Tyndall alongside me, DT, how are you? Hello, I'm very well. How are you? I'm very good, thank you very much. And this week we're looking ahead to the President's Cup, which I was just saying to you prior to uh, going live there, that it's, I mean, Ryder Cup, obvious. President's Cup is something that I think goes under the radar a little bit more than uh, than maybe it should do, because I've been looking at it. It's uh, USA against the rest of the world, basically, an international team. Um, why is it not more well-known? Or am I just uh, not been looking in the right places? Well, I guess uh, we're not in it, are we? As in Europe, so maybe it's better known in America um, okay. than here. But yeah, it's obviously... Not as prestigious, not as much history as um, the Ryder Cup. It only goes back into the 90s. So, um, yeah, it's um, still a good week. It's still, you don't get many sort of team events in golf, apart, right. from, apart from the other place. Um, but this is, a, yeah, it's, it's a, it should be good. So, so for the Americans, this is their way of playing another Ryder Cup against the rest of the world that aren't in the in the Ryder Cup, basically, isn't it? Kind of, yeah. I mean, it used to be the case where that spell when they were being thrashed by Europe, they used to keep winning this to sort of make themselves feel a bit better. <laughs> um, so it has been useful. I mean, it can be a good sort of stepping stone for American players to have a go at this. But um, yeah, obviously it's hasn't got the same tradition, but it's you know, it's, it's building up. Uh, still still a, a big week. Um, I've looked at the teams briefly and the international team, to me anyway, looks a little bit weaker than the US team. It was quite strong and the markets 
kind of reflect that a little bit. USA, our best price of one to six to win the President's Cup. The international side, um, best price of eight to one to win it. The tie between the two sides is around about 18 to one. Do you think that uh, fairly accurately reflects the standard of the two sides? Yeah, I mean, it's um, there's a, a large amount of opinion that the USA will absolutely hammer them. Um, and they've won the last eight, to be fair. So it's uh, it's it's not the, um, the kind of back and forth of the Ryder Cup where I think seven of the last eight Ryder Cups have been won by the home team. So that's even though you're trying to find some sort of logic in it. It seems to be home advantage in Ryder Cups has been has been massive. Mm. Um, I mean, we beat them easily at Europe, beat them easily at Le Golf National, and then they hammered us at Whistling Straits. And yeah, it was a huge margin last time. Obviously, Liv has had a big effect though on the team lineups because uh, Cam Smith obviously would have been mm. a key man for the international. He's gone whacking Neiman. He's not there. Abraham Anser, who played well in the last President's Cup, he's gone. Then America have lost some players too. DJ, Kepka, DeChambeau, Patrick Reed, they've all had to go. Um, so yeah, both sides are... I've certainly been hit, but if you look on world rankings, you, you see that's that's why the prices as they are because the, the mm. Americans just dominate. I suppose when you when you talk about having home advantage in Europe, um, until we left for, with Brexit, Europe is one kind of entity, whereas the rest of the world, the international side, having a home where everybody feels that they're actually at home is quite a difficult thing, isn't it? In in terms of the Presidents' Cup. Um, Final question, DT, before I let you get into the prices and your best bets this week. Is it the same format as the Ryder Cup? No, it's uh, more points. It's played over 30 points. And, okay. Um, it's played over four days as well, so it starts Thursday, Ryder Cup Friday to Sunday. Mm. So there's 30 points on offer, but it's kind of the same format in terms of um, foursomes and four balls and singles on the Sunday. Okay. Um, but just that little, that little wrinkle with the the amount of points on offer. This is Late Tea Time, the golf betting podcast. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. We're not going to get rich, Dave, backing the US at one to mm. six, are we? And I mean, we, we could get rich backing the international side at eight to one, but maybe that's not the wisest bet in the world. So where are we going to try and find some betting value in this tournament? Yeah, so I've been looking to, to try and find the handicap because I, th I think they you ask anybody in golf really and they'll go, yeah, this is a, this is a USA big, big win. So that's your starting point. So then you start to think, well, can I pick holes in that? Is it is this ne necessarily the case? And what I've come back to, even though, yeah, they keep winning this, the Americans, they don't often hammer the internationals. Sometimes they seem to be, and then maybe they drop their guard and lose points on mm. the final day. And then the, the actual winning margin um, tends to be, yeah, it's significant, but not huge. So I think there's only one in the last eight um, that's actually... Been over five points of an eight-point win. 
So if we look at the handicaps, so, so this is what I wanted to find because not all the bookies are, are doing them. But if you go to Coral, they've got a handicap market, and the line is uh, 6.5. So the internationals get a 6.5 start. So basically, if, if they can they can absorb an 18-12 loss and anything better than that. So even if they lose 18-12, if you back them on the handicap at plus 6.5, you're winning. Yeah. So it's even money plus 6.5, the internationals. That's the one I'm going to go for. I've got a feeling Trevor Immelman, former Masters winner, will be one of these sort of excellent, meticulous captains who leaves yeah. no turn on turn. I mean, Davis Love's had a crack at it before, and he was, you know, he's, he's had some good times and not so good times. He was the... He was the captain when Europe came back to win at Medina. So for him, it's, I don't really know, there's not a lot he can do. He's got his best players. They can talk about which pairings and everything, but it's almost like the American team is self-working, it's self-operating. There's loads of brilliant players. It's how do you pair them? Whereas I think for Immelman, it's more a case of how do I make this greater than the sum of its parts? What Every little angle, what can I bring out and, and change and get us get those points on the board. And I just got a feeling they'll do better than most people think. So I, saw a, I saw a little video of Trevor Rimmelman finding his, um, his little home on the course and they're looking quite emotional maybe a bit, but look, looks like he's really into it. Oh, totally. Yeah. He's totally into it. I mean, when he won the masters, he was like an underdog, 150 to one. Mm. Um, so he's used to sort of having his back to the wall in America, but he, I just think he's a good bloke and I think he will bring out the best in them. So I expect, I'm not saying it'll be tight all the way. It could just be it lands something like, you know, 17, 13, by dint of maybe the singles being less one-sided than you think. And yeah, the USA might run away with it to begin with. But I just think when when you're adding it all up at the end, I think the internationals can get within six points. Okay, so it's Coral on the handicaps. You said 6.5 at what price? Even money. Even money. I mean, yeah, there's, there's all everyone's got correct score lines, but I couldn't find many book bookies with a handicap market. Mm. Uh, but Coral do have that. Is there any other market that appeals? Yeah. So sticking with the internationals, I, I think when you look at the American team, it's and you're trying to pick a top point score. It's like, well, they're all brilliant. It's it's all like, I can't. It's hard to sort of yeah. To see where you just think that they'll all share the points. I don't. There's no particular weak links or anything. But I think if you look at the international twelve, I think there is scope there. So I've got a couple of bets um, in, in that one. So there's a guy um, playing. Let's just find the market. Um, who's I don't know if you've heard of him before. Called Tom Kim. I have Tom, Tom not being his actual name. Um, that do you know why he's called Tom Kim rather than his no. rather than his Korean name? Tell me. We might have said this before because he was a fat as a kid. He was a fan of fan of Thomas the Tank Engine. You've never told me that before. I would have <laughs> remembered that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he he's one of the Korean contingent, and a couple of I, I got some good quotes. Some good quotes. We're, we're doing this on the Wednesday, so as usual, we hold back. Uh, but there's some great quotes from um, some of his teammates. <clears throat> Adam Scott said he's our secret little weapon. 
British viewers would have seen him play really well in the Scottish Open. He was third there. Then he went to America and won after that. So he's kind of come up, not quite from nowhere, but he's really sort of flung himself into the spotlight. And one of the good things about him is that he speaks absolutely brilliant, fluent English. Now, some of the Koreans don't, and it, and it can possibly be a little bit of a problem in, okay. in trying to kind of unify everyone quickly. So Tom King, even though he's this young rookie, he's everyone is kind of saying he's super funny, so fluent in English. He's kind of bringing everyone together. So I've got a feeling he will play all five matches. They'll, they'll wheel him out in every match they possibly can. So you call him Tom King, but is he is he the um, gentleman that's you Hyung Kim? Yes, that's how yes. I look on um, on the on the odds markets. Okay. Yeah, everyone speaks so highly of him, um, and yeah, I just got a feeling he's going to be playing all the time. I mean, he's got some obvious partners because there's some Koreans and there's a Deki Matsuyama of um, Japan, but because he speaks such good English, you could literally pair him with anybody. And it's he's not you know he's not narrowed down as to who he can go with, and he's just such a good player. So I'm going to play him uh, for top, top. Yeah, see, there's different ways you can do it. There's top international rookie. There's top international wild card. I just think he he'll be their top scorer. So I'm going to go with top international point scorer. So all, out of all twelve of them, he's going to get most points. Well, he's fifteen to two with Skybet yeah, to uh, get, yeah. get the most points. So uh, yeah. that's uh, Tom King or Yu Hyung Kim, fifteen to two with uh, Skybet to be the top international point scorer. This is late tea time. The last word in golf betting with James Butler and Dave Tindall. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice. Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Anything else for me? Yeah, so... In another market, there's, a, there's another player that I think is going to have quite an impact that seems to be written off as one of the rags. Taylor Pendrith of Canada. I've seen a, a bit on on him and there's some lots of clever people around and there's a feeling that he's really fits this course, Quail Hollow. I, saw the, I don't really know too much about him. And I have to confess, the first time I really heard his name mentioned, you shared a, a song, um, somebody was playing on the piano, and he's, uh, he's yeah. one Sam of the lines Ballard. in that, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so Sam um, started off just doing his little songs, and now he's, he's over there and meeting everybody. Uh, <laughs> he's really just... He's good, he? He did one called... Um, when will Tony Finau win again? And since then, Tony Finau has started winning again. So he's been a bit of a lucky charm, maybe. But yeah, Taylor Pendrith, he's kind of right down the bottom end of the top international um, point scorer betting. But I have a bit of a feeling that he will play more than a lot of people think. Okay. Remember those words. Um, so... How do we back him? 
the market I've gone for, can you find top international rookie in your lists? Let me have a look. Um, we've got top international scorer. Bum, bum, bum. There's a top American rookie. Top international wild card. No, keep keep going. Top, top international, international rookie. rookie. Here we go. Yeah. Top international rookie. Yeah. Um, so Tom King. He's down as Tom King on this sheet. Um, oh, he's yeah, sixteen yeah. to five. Our our uh, um, Korean, but um, it, we have to go down to um, Taylor Pendriff, fifteen to two with Skybet. Yeah, so that's too big. So if you read out the other names on that list, then you've got Tom King, your mate, the Thomas the Tank Engine. Um, Corey Connors is second favourite. Cameron Davis is third. Then Taylor Pendriff is fourth. And you got uh, Bez Wiedenhut, Munoz, KH Lee, and Demito Pereira bringing up the rear. So in that in that market, um, Taylor Pendrith avoids some of the really big obvious names on the international team, like Adam Scott um, and like Sung Jim. Mm. So that's why I wanted to sort of pull him away from those two because I think those two will probably play all five games as well. But there's some of those that I think are slightly making up the numbers in that list. Obviously, we've got our fella in there, Tom Kim, but I've got a feeling Pendrith, if he, he'll be given a chance and if he if it goes well, I, I can see him being used an awful lot. And a lot of the data analysis shows that he looks a brilliant fit for that course. His game tallies with it. So I think if we play him in that market, I mean, you could play Kim in that market as well. Obviously, only one of them can win it. Um, that's another option. But... Yeah, I think that's the way best way to to play him because I, I think a lot of those are the names you read out. I, I don't think they're going to be a sort of mainstays of that team. They're not going to feature as much. You you want to get people that are going to hit the most balls, don't you? In that yes. that market. So we have got three picks then this week. Um, even money with Coral on the handicap, the international side uh, with a, basically uh, giving a six point five head start. Um, you got uh, Su Hyung Kim or Tom Kim. 15-2 to two to be the top international point scorer. And then you've got Taylor Pendriff, 15-2 to two to be the top international rookie. I'm actually going to watch this. I'm going to pay attention to this over the weekend and uh, and take it in and see what I think. But looking forward to it, I think. It should be good. Yeah, it's, uh, just hope we get a, a, a decent contest and America don't pull away too quickly at the start because, mm. yeah, they are, they are really good to watch. It's just a break from the norm, isn't it? I was, I, was, I was reading yeah, a little bit about yeah. it. 2019, I think, the um, internationals got off to a flying start under Ernie Els, and then um, the Americans under Tiger Woods came flying back in, in that one. But uh, so hopefully we'll have a bit of drama yeah. um, over the next four days for this one as well. But as I say, that got that six-point buffer. So even mm. if it's been terribly wrong for the internationals, they could still haul it back to, to win the handicap market on the final day. And I, yeah, I mean, I could, it's one of these ones. It could be an absolute hammering. That's one scenario, but mm. I've just got a feeling it won't be. Well, we're not going to get into live, but it's a shame Cam Smith's gone, isn't it? Um, but anyway, that's a totally different uh, tale for another day, unfortunately. Um, DT, thank you, as always. Thanks, James. And uh, thanks out there, everybody, for uh, watching. Enjoy the President's Cup. You've had the uh, the three picks of uh, of DT so uh, we've um, looked ahead to the President's Cup in the US over the uh, next few days. And, uh, well, gamble responsibly. We'll be back again next week, as Dave said. We'll be coming to you as late as possible on a Wednesday to bring you the very best bets for the upcoming golf. And by virtue of that, we'll see you again next week. 
always gamble responsibly. Visit BeGambleAware.org for more information. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.